Hi guys, welcome to Find Your Inner Badass. I'm Carla and this is my second um, episode. So welcome. Today's episode is all about my journey um, through motherhood. If you hear snoring in the background, that's David. He just came back from his business trip, so I'm not alone anymore. But I know I'll be recording my podcast in the middle of the night because that's usually my alone time. All the kids are in bed already. This is my me time. It's either this or really early in the morning. So, yeah. So let me tell you guys a little bit about how I became a mom. I know you guys are probably thinking like, we all know how you became a mom. But actually, I became a mom very differently than most people. I became a mother... At a very young age, I, I've always had a maternal instinct. I think um, since I was a little girl, like I've always wanted to be a mother. Like I just remember playing with my dolls and just always wanting to have kids. Like that was like something in me since I was a little girl. And um I grew up and like you guys heard on my first episode, I partied a lot and I met my husband um, and he had kids. He had three kids of his own from his first marriage um, and they lived with him. So I fell in love and I moved in with him within two weeks. And all of a sudden, I went from being single and wild and selfish and self-centered, you know, as most people who don't have kids can be um, with, well, I mean, most people, I was, (laughs) but um, I all of a sudden had three kids and I honestly was like, I can do this, like, it's easy, I babysat my nephews all the time, like, I took care of kids since I was 15. Like, I had a babysitting job. Like, I got this. Boy, was I mistaken. It was, for sure, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life. It was scary, and I didn't think it through. But I will tell you that it has been the best choice I've ever made in my life. And if I had to do it again, I would do it all over again. Um, It's so worth it, and... Yeah. (laughs) So then all of a sudden I had three kids. Um, They were seven, almost eight, um, five and two and a half, almost three. And I I didn't want to get attached right away. I was terrified of getting attached because I didn't know if their mom was going to come and, you know, claim them. She wasn't in the picture much. But obviously with, you know, I, I would have done the same thing when she found out that I was in the picture. She then wanted, you know, to reclaim them. I will not go into that very much, but needless to say, we raised them. Um, when we moved in together, my mom didn't know, so... She didn't know where I was going. She didn't know that there were kids there. Like, 
then when she finally met my husband I would call her crying and I was like oh my god like what do I do there they won't stop Justin was very temperamental he would throw a lot of fits and he was very hyper and he was naughty um and then Anthony was a little bit like rebellious um and Matthew was just quiet and he would do everything I said but I just went from having all the freedom in the world to all of a sudden having the biggest responsibility and it let me tell you I still ask myself sometimes how how I did it (laughs) because it was like three kids at once it wasn't like one or two I mean I'm assuming it's like having triplets but in different ages it was hard and I got pregnant pretty quickly within three months and I just remember calling my mom and she'd be like, well, you didn't ask me permission to leave, so now you have to figure it out. Like, tough love. I'm glad she did that, though, because um, it really taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about my strength. It taught me a lot about, you know, just thinking things through and just, it, it, I needed that. I needed that for sure. Um, So then they were very hyper and I did not know what to do and of course I Then started going and telling her what they would eat and oh my god They used to be on a chick-fil-a burger king mcdonald's diet David had them on that diet (laughs) cookies and chips and stuff and iced tea with sugar cane So that is why they were always bouncing off the walls. Um, And it was hard. It was really hard. And I made so many mistakes with my poor kids, my oldest. I didn't know what I was doing half of the time. Um, But they turned out pretty well. They're alive. And they're good kids. They're actually really, really good kids. Um, Now they are 21, 20, 16, 13, and four so yes we have five boys I'm a mom of five boys um so yes we had Roberto like on the year like on the dot of when I moved in with my husband and I did not know what I was doing and I'm just being very honest it was very new to me it was very different it was very different because it felt different like at first I didn't I didn't want to grow attached to the to the kids, but this was my child, so you instantly had that connection. You can't, you just have it. So it was really hard at first because I wanted to make sure that they all felt loved the same way because they were always loved the same way, but I just didn't want them to feel like I preferred my biological child over them. So it was a very hard position to be in, that's for sure. Um, And it just added to the chaos in the house. Like, I was terrified. My husband is a great mom. He taught me how to be a mom. He taught me how to change diapers. He taught me, you know, what to do when the baby was sick. I was, like, so scared for everything, you guys. I was like, oh, my God, what if he chokes? What if he dies? What if he suffocates? Like, that was me. Like, I... I was so paranoid with him because it was nothing like what I had I had experienced before. I had taken care of like kids that were like one and above. So 
for me, it was a lot easier to take care of his kids than my own. Um, but I learned he's very patient. Um, he's very hands-on. So I was very fortunate to have him there. And keep in mind that I moved in with him to a different state, which I didn't tell you guys. I'm from El Paso, Texas. We moved to Arlington in Dallas. And I had no family. I had no friends. I made a friend there. Um, her name's Samantha, and she's amazing. Her and I were pregnant at the same time. So I had her there, but I had no family the only family we had there were his brother and his sister and the relationship has never been good it's always been a strained relationship um so i really had nobody and then my mom came down the first few weeks to kind of help me but really i was on my own um so then when roberto turned three months old almost four we decided to move back and we moved back um to El Paso thank God because then I was down the street for my mom and my mom was very helpful and she would come over and help me and um I was there and I learned a lot from her um and I credit being such a good mom now because of the value she instilled in me of course as parents you know there's no right or wrong way to parent your kids because there's no book on it like no one's perfect we've all made our share of mistakes but we try our best so i don't like giving parenting advice that's one thing i will say i've never liked giving parenting advice because i don't feel like i'm qualified to give that advice I don't like people giving me parenting advice because I like to do things my way. So I'm very protective of that and I don't like people getting into my business. That's one thing about me. I think that's because I'm a middle child. So that might be a little bit of middle child syndrome. Either way, um, yeah, I don't ever really give mom, well, parenting advice. I'll give tips. Um, I will be more than happy to share tips with you guys, but I would never give parenting advice. Um, what else? Oh, yes. So then we moved back. We had Beto, and I was very happy. He was just the light of my life. Um, my kids got older, and I will tell you that it is, in my opinion, it is a lot easier to take care of toddlers than teenagers um as they got older oh my god like or maybe i just had more energy then i mean i was in my early 20s and now i'm in my like mid almost late 30s so i probably had more energy <laughs> that's true um but i always wanted a daughter and i'm gonna i mean it's kind of hard for me to admit but um when i had my son my first son and i found out that he was a boy like i was very disappointed like for the first three days I wasn't excited for the first three days because I wanted a girl so bad so and then there was the mom guilt that came after that right because I felt guilty that I wasn't happy that he was a boy but then of course um, I got excited and he was born and I loved him and like he's amazing he's my little baby he's 13 right now and we're still really close I love him to death as I love all my kids, but he he definitely has his dad's personality, so we get along very well. He's my little love bug. Um, but going back to the kids, yeah, now they got older, and um, 
for a long time I felt like I had enough with with one of my own but I really wanted a daughter so when I hit 30 we kind of just you know I wasn't that young anymore and we kind of just sat down David and I and we were like are we gonna have more kids you know um and I told him because I don't want to be in my late 30s early 40s having kids like I'm I didn't tie my tubes like either you're gonna get a bisectomine or I'm tying my tubes or what's gonna happen so we had to have that conversation um we both really wanted a girl so um at 30 almost 31 I want to say we started trying and I got pregnant and I was over the moon at the time I was in a very toxic environment at work and I was very stressed out and I drank a bunch of coffee um and I miscarried I miscarried and it was it was really hard I blamed myself a lot um it was hard on my husband and on myself um I just felt like shame and I felt like I didn't do my job and it was hard but my OBGYN gave me hopes and he said oh well you know like it's pretty common you know it's not normal but it's pretty common to have a miscarriage like you know you should be fine like give yourself at least three months for your uterus to kind of just get back to where it needs to be and you can try again so like clockwork I sat down and I counted days and on the dot when it was three months post the miscarriage I got pregnant again and I was so so excited but scared but mostly excited and again I miscarried and again it was because of this I blame this job because it happened twice at that job I was getting I was just I was just in a really bad toxic environment with ugly horrible people um and it was really hard at that point I want to say that's when I first, well, no, my first miscarriage, I, I was depressed. But then with the second miscarriage, it hit me hard. Because then my little sister was pregnant and she found out she had a girl. She was having a girl. So then my niece was born and I was devastated. But I didn't want to show my devastation because mom was happy for my sister and the fact that it was a girl killed me um but I was happy for my sister um so then I just kind of told him like I don't think I don't think that this is it's meant for us I don't think we're meant to have kids anymore maybe I can't have kids um my OBGYN was like we need to run some tests uh everything looks good when the test came back he's like i don't know why you're having these miscarriages um you know if you want to try again like i'll help you step by step we'll help you get pregnant like we will walk you through it and i was like i was devastated i was devastated you guys um and i think that's really when i started having my first few problems with my mental health I didn't know at the time um, but I think that that is the first time I recall ever feeling just this really horrible depression and 
having a panic attack at the time I didn't know I was having it but I had a panic attack um, shortly after and I just started focusing on myself I kind of just you know we just kind of shoved it away and um, I just started working on my fitness I lost 30 pounds I was in probably the best shape of my life and then I got pregnant again Um, I got pregnant again and I quit my job because I could not lose another baby like I just mentally and emotionally could not handle the loss again so I quit my job which kind of was worse I feel no it wasn't worse but it was bad either way like the whole pregnancy I was depressed I didn't know at the time but now I know I was um and I lived in fear like any little pain any like constant fear like it that I was gonna miscarry at any point but thankfully it was a very painful pregnancy I had something called pelvic girdle pain if you guys don't know what that is it is the most painful condition you can have while you are pregnant besides I think placenta previa it is painful it just feels like the baby is coming out of you while you walk and you cannot like get out of a car without feeling excruciating pain you cannot turn in bed without feeling excruciating pain it's the worst pain I've ever felt in my life and it's basically your ligaments and your pubic bone inflamed so you can imagine what that feels like um and the delivery was great so I had my c-section I had my baby and he was a boy also and when I found out he was a boy I I was not happy and it wasn't just three days like like how I was with Bethel it was just it was just months of not being happy and guilt I think once I got closer to having him is when I started getting happy but then that that depression was still there now I know that it was depression but at the time I didn't didn't know that that's what it was um and then he was born and he was born and he he was so cute but I didn't feel the excitement the love the feelings that I felt with Bethel like I didn't feel that I mean yes I was happy I had him yes I thought like oh my god I cried all that all that stuff right but when we got home I just there was no bond there was no connection there was no I I didn't feel it like it was hard because I was breastfeeding so of course that's when you have your bond but like I don't know if it was because the first few months like so many people would come and visit and carry him and take him and I just didn't I just didn't have that time with him but then when my dad my husband returned to work and I was home alone with him that's when the bond grew but now I know that I still had postpartum depression and it was never treated like I still know now I still know that um it was hard it was it was really hard and there was a lot of guilt um for a long time i think 
to last year when I started therapy is when I really like was able to forgive myself for for not feeling the feelings right away and forgive myself for for not being excited and for being depressed like that's not something that I can control um and I mean he he's the love of my life now <laughs> like we're, I'm obsessed with him he's four now but my mom lied to me <laughs> mom if you're hearing this you lied to me um she told me oh don't worry you know it's gonna be like like easy it'll come to you when you have them no it didn't come to me <laughs> I feel like I'm worse now with him than I was with Beto I remember with Beto I was like oh he'll be fine like very casual very like yeah he's gonna be okay and with Diego I'm like oh my god oh my god what is he doing is he gonna be okay is he gonna hurt himself like I think also the personalities are very different um Beto was very calm baby. He was a very good baby. He would eat and go to sleep. He wasn't, he wouldn't give me trouble. Um, and Diego was a crier and very hyper and he gets into everything. So I think that Diego definitely like scares me. <laughs> um, he's Dennis a menace and he scares me. And I think that that is why I struggle with, um, with him and I don't have that energy uh, my nerves aren't the same anymore I don't have the energy I had when I was 23 it's definitely been hard and now I have teenagers so that's fun um, my oldest son he left to the military um, he's in the Air Force and he just got deployed let me tell you guys not only did I have to get used to my son not living with me anymore, living in a different city, um, not seeing him while he was at boot camp, but now I've had to deal with him being in the other side of the world. That's hard. Um, and it's hard, you guys. Like, for you guys that have small kids, for you young moms that have little kids and they haven't, you know, your kids haven't grown up, it's like, it's going to be hard. <laughs> um, but for those of you that have gone through it already with like me, that you've already had your kids move out, like that's hard too. Like it doesn't get easier. Um, and then of course, now he has a girlfriend, a special somebody, and that was hard. It was really hard for me to share him. Because I went from being the only woman in his life, like, you know, I took care of him, who, you know, he was my first baby, and now he didn't need me anymore. He had this other person that was there and taking care of him and helping him, and she is such a good girl, like, um, she does love him very much, and she does a lot for him, so I'm very thankful that he found a good girl like her, but it was very difficult, let me tell you, that that was hard. Um, if I could say anything to anyone who's listening and is a new mom or not a new mom, just a mom in general, I don't know if it's cultural, but I'm Latina, I'm Hispanic, um, and we are raised as moms to, to take everything on. 
we put our husband our kids first and then if we work our work and our house and then we are dead last we put family in front of us and then we're dead last um what i have learned throughout my whole um motherhood journey i mean i still have a long way to go don't get me wrong but what i've learned so far is that you have to take care of yourself and put yourself first to a certain extent right like of course if you have toddlers i mean there's things you have to do for them but I always try to take an hour to 20 minutes to myself a day just to to take care of me. Like, And I do things that I love. Like this podcast is my me time. This is very therapeutic for me. Like I love communicating and expressing my feelings. So for me, this is this is my me time. Also, my, my blogging is my me time. My influencing is my me time. Um, and I do like to take baths and I like to you know work out I like to watch my movies I live with all men it's hard I mean you guys have to understand I come from a household of all women to now living with all men and it is hard you guys boys are messy and gross it's like a locker room um but yeah take time for yourself and and when I say that I don't mean just that time for yourself eat healthy drink vitamins, take care of your health, your mental health, your emotional health, take care of yourself because if you are not at your best, your kids will not thrive. How are you going to take care of your family and your kids if you're not healthy? And let me tell you from someone who's already had COVID twice, um, sorry guys, I need to clear my throat. I'm going to drink some water. From somebody who has had COVID twice, Um, when I got sick, my house was a mess, like my house fell apart and that taught me how important it is for me to always be at my best because I'm the glue to this home. Um, and I have to be at my best. And I know that we as women, we give and give and give, and we sometimes don't want much in return but you have to have at least 20 minutes every day to yourself you have to ask for help you have to talk to your significant other if they're not supportive and tell them i need this time because if not you will end up like me having a mental breakdown which is for another podcast but that is like one thing i will say um and also if i could tell myself something If I could tell my younger self, like my younger mom self, something, it would be to forgive herself for anything that doesn't go right and that she's doing a good job. Because, man, I I did do a good job (laughs) given my circumstances. It was hard. It was really hard um, to raise those kids but I'm very blessed so that is just my journey so far in motherhood guys I hope that you guys enjoyed this time with me thank you so much for listening Um, and just know that it's okay it's okay to make mistakes you are trying your best mama you are doing good and if nobody tells you that I'm telling you that Have a great night if 
you're listening to this at night or a great day if you're listening to this in the morning and I would love to hear from you I would love to hear your comments um, you can find me on Instagram my handle is at all things with a Z and then Carla with a K or on Facebook um, at, it's Carla with a K and David Hasso so that is J-A-S-S-O um, or just leave me some comments here I would love 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 to hear um, from you guys your thoughts your comments are greatly appreciated and if you guys know a mama who will benefit from this podcast please send it their way share thank you so much have a good night bye guys